0: we were talking about
1: fear and its effect on you in your person I would sit at the end of the couch and just huddle and scream and cry stop stop I can't
2: God chooses people when he does he doesn't make a mistake his gifts and his callings are without repentance when he pours his anointing on someone gives them a message gives them a platform sends them to a people They are there to lift up the people, help the people step into the vision that He has for them.
0: Welcome to Miracles Today and I have a special guest with me today and her name is Josie. Thank you so much for joining me on Miracles Today. And I want to go directly to, um, I know your upbringing was in a certain religion, Mm -hmm. Um, can we talk about that a little bit?
1: Yes. Go ahead. Well, um, I was, uh, (laughs) I was raised with a lot of superstitions and a lot of curses and a lot of kind of things like that. that uh, And very scared all the time of um, going to hell. It just, no matter what I did, it just seemed like um, I was on the way to hell and there was no way of getting out of it. Um, I would go to confession on a Saturday and on a Monday then You know, just be scared all the time. I had nightmares of fire around me. I had uh, fear of doing everything. I mean, I I didn't want to do, even growing up as a child, I was scared of everything because I didn't want to die, because I knew that if I died, I would go to hell. And when I got married, um, my husband had worked close to where we lived for a while, and uh, there were nights I couldn't sleep because I was afraid to fall asleep that I was waking up in hell. And he would have to come home from work and put me to sleep so that uh, it was was a constant fear. When there was uh, storms, I would sit at the end of the couch and just huddle and scream and cry, stop, stop, I can't. I can't do this So do anymore. you feel
0: that this fear was actually, I mean, do you feel it was tr- attributed to some teaching that you got, or in, in, in your religion, or...?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I really do. I think, um, <clears throat> always being afraid, you know, there's uh, certain that sins. you're guilty? There's or guilt. Oh, definitely. Felt guilt. guilty and condemned yeah. all the time. All the time. All the time. And uh, and even though I grew up with those kind of curses, my, my grandmother did this maloku thing. It's like the evil eye. What, what is that? It's, um, if, if someone says anything good or bad about you, um, like I had really curly, beautiful hair. And if people would say, oh, she's so beautiful and beautiful eyes and beautiful hair and all that, and I got sick, my grandmother would say, that's malokio, that's the evil eye. So she would make this concoction, she'd put water in a bowl and put some oil and get the knives and say some prayers. And then if the oil, I think if it didn't separate, uh, I would have to drink some and then I would feel better.
0: Yeah. I Amy, mean, did you really feel better?
1: I don't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I ever really felt good growing up. You know, I was, I was, uh, I just never felt good about myself.
0: Tell me about, um, you said you were involved in other types of witchcraft. Talk to me about that.
1: Well, um, as I got older, I was interested in like um, fortune telling and, and stuff like that. That uh, one time I sent my ring to Jean Dixon because I thought maybe she can get the vibes. <laughs> yeah. and. Um, uh, I would always do the uh, horoscopes and read books on it. Now, and did that stuff. give you
0: some co- type of comfort knowing the future? I mean, is that what you were going for? Do you think?
1: I don't think I ever got comfort in it. You know, I I just always looked for something. I was always searching for something. Well, there is... Didn't know what it was. There is something you found. I found. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. You you found. When did you meet Dr. Harfouche?
1: Well, I met him three and a half years ago. I did get saved in 77, same year he did. And, um, uh, but, you know, I sat in church after the excitement and I'm saved and I Never slept as good as I did after I got saved. But um then it was just saved. There was nothing. There was there was just nothing. Did and that I,
0: spirit of fear try and, and come back and torment you yes, after you got saved?
1: Yes, it did many times. I couldn't be in a car without hanging on. I knew I was going to heaven. There was no doubt about it. It was just the fear, fear of everything. And it was here.
0: Let's let's pray for here. a
1: minute. Let's pray for a minute, and
0: then we'll come right back. Are you okay? Okay. Right. Okay. Welcome back to Miracles today, and we are here with Josie. And Josie, when we left, we were we were in some um, pretty pretty touchy territory, uh, and, and I appreciate your courage for sharing, but we were talking about fear and its effect on you in your person. Now what I'd like to find out about is how did you get free of fear? I think there's a lot of people
1: who would like to know that. Actually, it was the Word. The Word of God. The Word of God. You know, you could sit in a church for 20, 25 years and not get anything. But when I came here, I knew the Word was true. I mean, it was preached, and I knew it was true. I mean, it was like with everything, with with tithing, giving, everything. I knew it was true. I knew God loved me. When I read and when I heard, Fear not, for I am with you, I knew he was with me. And those are the things that... I, I have never been the same since I'm here. I mean, when I came up with my daughter, it was because she wanted to come up. I didn't think there was anything for me. But there is. I love being here. I don't know what I would ever, ever do. Without the Word of God, without talk, without you, it's—and without IMI. I.
0: <laughs> well, can you share with people that they're
1: out there and, and, and maybe
0: they're dealing with the spirit of fear? We were talking, you know, uh, earlier about how it's like an epidemic and people are numbing themselves with all kinds of different antidepressants and drugs to not be full of fear. Can you share with them, you know, your heart and, and,
1: and encourage them? just that if you know God and you trust God and you know He's there and He's here, there is nothing to be afraid of. We get a little nervous now and then, but I, I go to God and, and I got that out here. This is, this is where I lear- learn the Word and there's a way out. It's not medication. I tried that too. It's not medication. It's God. It's the peace that He brought. And this is what you need. And if you're looking for that peace, it's God and it's teaching.
0: Well, listen, speaking of that teaching, we're going to go right now to Dr. Krishnar Arfush, God's prophet of performance. And I mean, he's got that name because he preaches and it happens. Right, And so we're going to go to your teacher and mine, (laughs) Dr. Christian Harpoosh. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Okay.
2: I want to take and pay special attention to something that most people don't really understand. And it's the principle of giving. And when I say most people... I mean the people in the world have no clue about giving. Are you here? They have no clue about receiving either. Now I'm not talking about giving gifts like at Christmas or uh, a birthday. But sometimes giving uh, you go to give someone who does not know the Lord anything because the Lord told you to give it to them. It may be valuable it may be valuable to them more than it's valuable to you. And they'll, they'll think, for what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What for? I can't take that. Is anybody here? Yeah. I can't take that. How, may, how many have heard that? I can, no, for what? I can't take that. Immediately, of course, their mind is thinking you might have an ulterior motive and the strings are attached or something because they can't figure out just free will giving they don't understand it doesn't operate in their realm or in their world neither does it make any rational sense that the way up financially is to be a giver now this is in the area of giving to people giving to humanity are you here this is in the area of giving it's a law but how about like the kingdom of God for instance most people you ask them you know how? What would you like to drive? What, what? What kind of? What kind of car would you like to drive? Well, I'd like a nice car. What kind of house would you like to live in? A well, nice house. But really, if you see a preacher with a nice car and a nice house. No, I'm, i Are you tracking? now, now somehow. During this course of recovery from the dark ages, we still have a lot to learn about God's plan of blessing. For instance, this morning, how many of you took a shower? How many of you know, and it's, it's a very basic premise here the water does not wet your feet, run up your legs, <laughs> and finally get to your head? First part of you that gets wet. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> First part of you that gets the blessing of the refreshing, the provision of the supply of the commodity of modern day plumbing, is the top. And so, because of congregationally ruled churches, Meaning, churches that are run by the congregants. Rather than by the Lord whom they are congregated unto. In congregationally ruled churches, the minister does not have the freedom or the liberty that is a distinguishing element of the evidence of God's choosing. For instance, God chooses people. When he does, he doesn't make a mistake. His gifts and his callings are without repentance. When he pours his anointing on someone, gives them a message, gives them a platform, sends them to a people... They are there to lift up the people, help the people step into the vision that He has for them. When God picks someone, He didn't make a mistake. Now, if someone says, well, Dr. Afush, how do I know if God picked so and so? How do I know who God picked? Well, if you have to ask that question, you are revealing your ignorance about your capacity to recognize the anointing. So you don't know how to give honor to whom honor is due unless you know who's got honor. Do them. In other words, when I practiced honoring the men, the generals, the ministers of faith, I had to first have a discerning heart and a spirit to recognize... Who has that special, unique, anointing and authority that is feeding my spirit and also stirring me up to desire to answer that very same calling. Who do I want to resemble? Who do I want to be like? Who do I want to partner with? I have to first recognize Who's anointed of God to be a supernatural leader in this end time uh, calling? I knew what I'm called to. Now who do I want? Do I want to indiscriminately give into every field? Well, yeah, I could. But do I want to concentrate the majority of my investment into the fields that will most yield to my life a harvest? Because whatever anointing I sow into... Is the anointing I'm acknowledging to be my partnership in results in life? Are you here? So, in congregationally ruled churches, people are not taught about God's choosing. God's election is not the order of the day. It's it's really the congregation's vote. And, and, and the boards rule and the denominations bylaws and uh, even to the point to where in some cases some preachers are told what to preach and what not to preach and uh, it's true are you guys here? there is a certain safeguard to that I guess and it's this there won't be any supernatural power other than religious bondage that you have to discern so if you're planning to be ignorant for the rest of your life that's a relatively safe environment to participate in
0: I'm delighted to be here with Dr. Christian Harfouche right now. And I was um, thinking about the earlier part of the program. Uh, Of course, the word was phenomenal. (laughs) But I I was thinking about Josie's uh, story about how um, her whole entire family came out of um, uh, a, a certain denomination of religion that taught fear, that God is like a god in the sky with a big stick waiting to, like, you know hit you in the head if you do anything wrong or lightning yes. bolt yes. I mean it's not funny, but it's horrible yes. you know and then they went from there and, and actually the religion kind of meshed with some witchcraft oh. and um, her entire life was was uh, she lived under fear Yes. fear of God and then fear just you know everywhere she went she was plagued by fear
2: well you know that's uh, that's an interesting thing because uh, that's really the spirit of the world, the spirit of bondage is yeah. the spirit of fear and uh, what's awesome about Jesus is that he came to destroy the power of fear over mankind yes and the opposite of fear is uh, love and uh, power and a sound mind and the Word of God tells us that God is love and then it says perfect love drives out all fear and uh, an interesting thing about the church and when i say the church i mean this great body of believers that we've given our life to the lord we be, or be, we believe that he died and rose again and he's alive today is that originally the church uh was uh, and the be, and the christians were called believers it wasn't until in antioch they were first labeled as christians Before that, they were believers, meaning that they represented the part of the population or the human race that was convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that the same miracle working Jesus, the Son of God, who ministered for three and a half years with power, driving out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead, preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom, died for their sins and then rose again and is alive and because he's alive his spirit has been poured out to empower them as believers to do the same works that he did and so really when you examine the dynamic and the nature and the attitude, the conduct, the behavior, uh, the patterns of the early church and their way of living you see uh, very bold yes very strong very positive church regardless of the persecution that the believers uh, you know uh, encountered because of their faith yes. it was never uh, recorded in the pages of the Word of God that the persecution led them to fear or Uh, trepidation they did not fear man they feared God Mm. they faced man with boldness so when you see church and fear meshed together with the same message Mm. you can recognize a form of religion that man has somehow managed to manufacture our God is a good God he's for us and it says if God be for us Who can be against us? If you are viewing today and you wonder if God has a purpose for your life, He does. If you wonder, is God on your side? You need to know that He is. And He is not only on your side, but He's got the power and the ability to perform on your behalf, to bring you to a place where you can answer His call and fulfill your purpose. And this is what's so good about our God that if we reverence Him, He will fill us and charge us with the boldness to face whatever life might bring. And we face it with certainty and assurance. We, we face it knowing that our God, through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, will undertake in that situation we're believing Him for. And deliverance will be completely ours. So that is how we know that we are full of His presence, is the boldness that He gives us.
0: And you know, um, Christian, you know, children, you know, in the, in, in, when they're in the dark, you know, they, they get afraid. And, you know, we look at that sometimes, I think, as parents, and we think, oh, okay, well, you know, they're just afraid because there's not a light on. Yes. But I think that children are extremely sensitive to the spiritual realm. And we know that there are, are demons on the planet and there are angels on the planet and yes. thank God there are twice as many angels as there are demons Absolutely. but the demons live in the darkness yes. and so you know it's a real thing fear
2: Yes.
0: and it's a real problem you know that people deal with and if you're out there right now and you're and you're dealing with uh, fear um, we talked a little bit about that already uh, several several uh, programs ago but if you're dealing with fear it's it's it it is a real thing Uh, but it's something that we can overcome And the only way to overcome it, the Bible said we have to draw near to God, resist the devil, and he will run. And he also says that the devils believe and tremble. And they're actually afraid of you. If you are a Christian and you're filled with the Spirit of God, the enemy is afraid of you. He was defeated 2,000 years ago on the cross at Calvary. And so all you need is some knowledge. All you need is to understand the supernatural. And in year two of International Miracle Institute, we cover all about demons and demonology and the supernatural. So if you're going to go to the phone right now, don't just get year one. Get year one and year two because you need every single thing, every single module that Dr. Christian Arfush has taught us. We need all of that. So I I encourage you right now, go to your phones and make that call. You can overcome fear today just by the action of that phone call. And then join us again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings. We'll see you then.